0: Hi everyone, so it is Catherine and Dave here with Fantasy Fitnessing, and we are just going to do a little bit of a chat about sort of the strength of the semifinals now that most of the athletes have been seated into the semifinals. Not everything's complete, things are still changing, but just as of today and probably most of the big names are sort of set of where they're going. So this is probably a pretty good sort of layout of how strong each semifinal is, so, yeah, I'm just going to pass it off to Dave. We're going to look at the relative strength of all 10 semifinals. So do you want to start with the men or the women?
1: Yeah, let's start it off with the okay. men. Um, so we did some digging, as we tend to do, um, just to see if, if there's a better way to compare some of the, the semifinals I have going on uh, with each other. So um, starting out, I guess, with the men's side, um, you know, I guess kind of across the board as you'd expect, Cape Town and Far East uh were the the weakest of the two or, or weakest of the the semifinals there. Uh looking from a open perspective, um the Atlas games um definitely jumped out um as the the strongest field. Um so the average finish of men in the open this year who are going to Atlas 297th spot. Um next up is Mac um at 308th. Um and this kind of filters down. Um, in this case, actually most of the, the semifinals are actually pretty similar for both in Europe and North America, kind of in that average finish of about 400, which when you look at a field of 30 individuals, um, pretty good, uh, moving on to quarter final finishes, um, I guess just looking within the continents themselves, everything was actually quite even on the men's side. So, both Law Lions and Sid have, or strength and depth have, an average finish of 31st, which is pretty much what you would expect, um, even from a seeding standpoint in Europe, um, just with some backfill. Um, so yeah, right on the money there. Um, in North America, men. Um, so both Syndicate, Mac, and Granite. So they all have have an average finish of 60th. Again, what you would expect out of a field of 120. That's being um, sent across um, atlas little bit weaker with an average finish of 62nd but again all you know pretty even across the board there um, but then things again start to get a little bit more interesting once we took a look at again all those athletes but then from um, a worldwide ranking um, so when we're taking a look at the worldwide ranking um, from europe um, you know 110th was the average finish uh, for both um, strength and depth and um, lowlands there. So um, they are, again, the, the two strongest. Um, but then the North America semifinals are right behind. I think, you know, um, Syndicate and MAC, both 113, 118 for Atlas and Granite. Uh, and then, you know, a couple of the other ones um, and one that kind of sticks out here just because you don't really think of it, um, the South American sort of the COPA semifinal Um, you know, was was next strongest here with an average finish of 196. So um, stronger than kind of a general field strength, stronger than, you know, Torian, um, which has received a lot of hype. Um, So, you know, South America has an average finish of 196, while, you know, Torian, you know, has an average finish of 237. So, you know, it's interesting to see kind of that play out um, across the board um, just at a, a larger level. Yeah, and so
0: it's kind of like in terms of looking at it, open and quarterfinals, it doesn't really say that much, but that says a lot that the South American men, on average, are actually stronger than Torian.
1: Yeah, and by a significant margin too. So like an average of forty spots, um, it definitely shows. Like there's there's a lot more strength in South America than people give it credit for. Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, just to to take it a a little bit further, um, just because that field size is is big and like having 30 athletes competing at these game spots, especially, you know, when there's one or two available in some of them, um, you know, it's not it's not a 30 person competition. Like as much as, you know, there's three heats and, you know, it's great to watch. um, There is only, you know handful of cases or a handful of athletes that you are watching in some of the case. So um, we kind of took our, you know, quarterfinal ranks and then kind of then narrowed it down a bit more to just the athletes that can advance. Um, so in North America where five athletes go to the games and three athletes are going to the last chance. So we kind of took a measure of the, the top eight athletes in the worldwide quarterfinals um, in both North America and Europe. Um, Top uh, top five for Torian, um, or no, top six for Torian, um, top five for both um, the Far East and uh, South America, and then um, top four for Cape Town there since you only get the one entry to the games. Um, And then again, this is, I think, really where the the strength of field is going to stand out at least from a competition standpoint and, you know, fighting for those tickets. So, you know, again, looking at it, that standpoint, um, MAC and Syndicate or MAC, Syndicate and uh, South America are all right in there to be the, you know, the tightest games competition based off of quarterfinal rankings, all with um, 27, just a shade over 27 um, as an average finish, Um, which again, it's really impressive to see South America up there. Uh, and then Atlas and Granite are super close there. Again, on the men's side, both, you know, half, 32 uh, in that range. So um, definitely the strength of the men's field um, is in North America and South America based off of this. Um, both Europe semifinals, again, pretty similar there um, at a 37.5 for lowlands, 40.6 for strength and depth. Um, and then, again, trailing quite far behind is... Torian um, with fifty-two and a half. and um, Again, it, it is actually quite surprising to see this out because you kind of see your kind of the big four at a Torian with, you know, Ricky Garrard, Jay Crouch, um, Baden Brown and Royce Dunn, although I guess Royce pulls down this average quite significantly. But, um, you know, it, again, just to see where the concentration of strength um, for these game potential athletes lies is, is pretty interesting.
0: Yeah, this is super interesting to look at the field this way of who sort of qualified in the top from quarters and their worldwide rank. Yeah. South America is going to be fun to watch. I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I I we touched on it like how I think there was, you know, four four South American men in the top 50 worldwide. Yeah, we did a post on a little that. Bit less. Yeah. So, um yeah, it's interesting to see just how strong that field is coming out. Like it's um it'll be interesting to watch. Yeah, for sure.
0: Sweet. And then on to the women's side of the semifinals.
1: Yeah, so looking at the women, um, you know, I think from an open standpoint, the one that that really jumps out is strength and depth. Um so their average open finish was two hundred and eighteenth, where next closest was Mac at three hundred and fourteenth. So um, from an open standpoint, um, strength and depth is you know head and shoulders above everybody else. Um, Lowlands was third at 382, um, and you have the the other North American semifinals coming in at you know 433 with Granite and you know 505 for Syndicate and 565 with Atlas. Um, again, similar trends on the women's side with um, South America actually being stronger than Torian. Um, Again from a, like an overall field strength um in the open with uh South America being, you know, roughly forty spots ahead of um the Torian group from a an, an open standpoint. Yeah, so I guess moving on to quarterfinals, um Europe is pretty close um with a twenty ninth average in lowlands and 31st and strength of depth. So pretty similar, my guess is that discrepancy just came out from, um, backfields and backfills that haven't been accepted yet since not everything is filled, um, as of April 19th at this point. Uh, and, but, um, jumping out when you look at North America, um, you know, Granite, Mac and syndicate, they're all quite similar. Um, but then you see Atlas game. So, um, you know, it is average finish to 64th, where uh, Granite, Mac, and Syndicate are 58th, ninth, and 60th. So um, you're kind of seeing a difference from the strength of field standpoint, which is going to be interesting going into the semifinals to see, um, again, just the, the different types of, um, you know, athlete and qualification levels that do come out of these events, uh, which then gets... Um, You know, almost further exaggerated once we get to the worldwide ranking. So, um, you know, both just, you know, looking at these North American qualifier or semifinals, um, Granite Games and the Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Challenge both have an average worldwide finish of 117th for women. Um, the syndicate crown 124th, but then uh, Atlas games, it jumps up to an average finish of 130th. So, um, you know, when we look at the athletes that are really going to be coming out of the semifinals, you know, there's, and once we get to the games, uh, I think we're going to see probably a pretty level or a clear differentiating line between the athletes that um, qualify kind of in those, you know, third, fourth, fifth positions out of Atlas versus um, some of the other semi-finals um, on the women's side. Yeah. And the
0: interesting thing about Atlas is it has the least number of those four in terms of like registered athletes. So there, I think most of the backfill spots are going to be loaded into Atlas too.
1: Yeah. So that's interesting. So this is just going to grow. Like this discrepancy is going to grow between the, between the two. So yeah. um, again, from CrossFit having one region and you know, a qualifying tournament to get into it, to see this difference is pretty surprising.
0: Yeah. I'm a bit surprised at how this is playing yeah. out.
1: Yeah. Um, and then kind of uh, the story of kind of the off season has been how strong the European women have. Uh, and then again, when you look at the worldwide quarterfinals average, um, you see lowlands has an average of 79 strength and depth has an average of 86 um, in the finish. So, um, again, like thirty thirty five spots higher than the the best North American semifinals. So, um, yeah, it shows again how a lot how much stronger the the general field is with these European semifinals. And then I guess looking at the other two, um, once we look at the worldwide ranking, um, Torian in or South America are almost identical. So Torian's two thirty seven, um, South America is two forty two for an average quarterfinal finish. Uh, taking a look at um, our qualifying athletes or our qualifying spots from the, the worldwide rankings, um, you know, Lowland's strength and depth, again, continuing to show um, their strength of field. So average quarterfinal finish of the top eight athletes at Lowland on the women's side, 22, strength and depth, 24.6. Um, you know, next up is Granite Games and Syndicate at 34.9 and. 34.4 respectively. So, again, like to have a an average finish of, you know, 10 better in the European semifinals than the um, North American semifinals, um, that's it, pretty significant. Uh, then, you know, we have right after that, South America, 35.8. Um, strength of Torian really starting to show now uh, at 38. Um, then we have Mid-Atlantic CrossFit Championship at 42. And then, again, that big bump up to Atlas at 53.8. So, again, um, even the top end of that field isn't isn't kind of in the same ballpark as any of these other North American semifinals. And certainly not the European ones. So, um, you know, if I'm a bubbly athlete or, you know, someone who, you know, can raise their hand and say, yeah, I'll go to Canada, i be waving my hand wildly trying to get some attention to be shifted around to go to Atlas and just um, your chances are so much better that way.
0: Yeah. With the uh, shift happening, like our other athletes, are they now seeing their semifinals being loaded and be like, can I go there? How about there?
1: Yeah. Well, yeah, like if Emily Rolf. So she's the only Canadian competing at um, Granite. So if I'm her as a Canadian to be like, Hey, like, you want this to be competitive, I'll go to Atlas. Um, yeah. And goes from, you know, I can't remember who's, you know, at Granite, but it's got Mel O'Brien. It's got Barnhart. Um, yeah, it's got Barnhart. It suck. I'll um, get it. Spiegel. Like, if I'm Emily Rolfe, I was, like, where you're potentially fourth, fifth, kind of on the bubble, piece of Gappy's there. Um, yeah,
0: especially after a Fee you know, missing out last year, I would, if mm-hmm. I was her, I'd be like, let's go to Atlas.
1: Yeah. So um yeah, it, it'd be interesting to to see like how how much more competitive these other events are.
0: Yeah, it it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out if any of this matters or not. All right, so that's sort of our little comparison of the semifinal relative strength to each other looking at the fields from open quarterfinals and worldwide quarterfinals kind of ranks. And then we're just going to kind of just do a little bit of a spin-off of what this kind of can mean for our salary cap games that we're going to be setting up
1: for the semifinals. Right. So I guess to everybody, give everybody a recap, uh, salary cap game. Um, you have a fictional budget of $250. And you need to pick uh, three men and three women athletes to, to fill out your team. Um, so each athlete is given a, a, a dollar value or a cost to um, just based off of their um, relative past performance and how they stack up against everyone in the field um, and the teams that they're, the points they earn at a semifinal will be your team score. So I guess when I look at this, I guess, you know, there's still going to be your for sure athletes. Um, so. Mal O'Brien, um, you know, that week I'm taking her for sure. So whatever, what week is that? So the third week, um, yeah, definitely will be having Mal O'Brien on my team. Um, you know, Tia Toomey, maybe even Kara Sanders, depending on how you're looking um, from that standpoint. So really the ones that you are almost certain they are going to, you know, take the victory. Um I'm going to take them on my roster for sure. Just to have those guaranteed points, uh, since it is such a diverse field, the, the athletes that, um, are going to give me a a little bit of pause or going to give me a little bit of anxiousness, um, are kind of in those like three, four, five range, um, or probably like three to eight that we see. Um, and when you kind of browse that, that leaderboard of how it's going to play out. So, um, you know, it, taking a look at that, like a, an Emily role for Afisa Gaffey at Granite Games. Like, if the programming goes well, she could be fourth. If the programming doesn't go well or performance doesn't go well, she could end up in, you know, eighth or ninth. Um, which, you know, when you look at those competitions, the the points that we see between them, you know, can be pretty drastic. So, last year at Granite, you know, Ariel Lowen finished first place with two hundred or 608 points. Um, but then when you look down at, you know, Steph Chung, um, in eight there, you know, 412 so, or 412 points. So, you know, there is a lot of points to, to be gained and lost there. So, um, for me, I'm going to be looking, um, again, for the, for sure things first. Uh, and then, you know, after that and strength of field, um, you know, I'm probably going to err on the side of caution of that, you know, if there's a, a for sure thing like an Emma Lawson maybe at Atlas games. Um, once that, that gets a little bit closer, that's going to give me a lot more confidence than trying to pick, um, you know, between, you know, Jackie Dahlstrom or Emma McQuaid or Petron's David's daughter at, um, you know, strength and depth. So um, certainly from a, a field strength, i um, going to be a, a lot more cautious um, if I had to choose between, somebody who's probably going to finish second and third, you know, Granite or Atlas, I'm going to take Atlas just because um, I feel like they're going to be a lot more of a sure thing in an in athlete in a, in a field that's going to be stiffer competition.
0: Yeah, so the stronger athletes in the weaker fields are probably more of a sure thing, kind of.
1: Yeah, I think so. And then, like, you can also, depending on some of the weekends, start to play um, – you know, again, into the, those top tier of athletes. So, you know, when we look at, like, the men's field, you know, the last week, so we got Atlas Games, Strength and Depth, and Copa Thur, Um, you know, depending on, you know, pricing and, you know, how everything lays out, chances are I'm going to have, you know, one of Vellner and Adler on my team uh, and one of um, Guy and um, Rochelle May on my team. Just, I think that those... Those four guys are both, you know, going to be head and shoulders over everybody else in their semifinal. And so I'll take those, you know, as guaranteed as points as you can get in sports um, and then just try to, you know, pick some kind of up and comers or people that some wild card dark horses that, um, you know, may be able to surprise everybody else.
0: Yeah. Cool. All right, so that's it for our kind of semi-final preview show and a little strategy for your salary cap games. We're going to be running a salary cap game every week of the four weeks with the athletes loaded that are competing that weekend. So you'll get a new team to cheer for each weekend and follow along on the weekend. So make sure you are following us at Fantasy Fitnessing on Instagram and have an account at FantasyFitnessing.com because those are gonna be the channels for communication when we kick off those games. So make sure you get logged on, you'll get the notifications of the games are up and roster cutoffs, so you can change things up as you need. All right, so that's it from Dave and I. Take care.